Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Coming from California, here's Aaron Alvarado and David Stauffer. Welcome to the Brave Little Podcast. Joining me from an equally hot part of California, Mm. California native and our new vice presidential candidate, Kamala (laughs) Harris. Kamala! How you doing? No, no, don't no, say it that way. Comma, that's, comma, la. Comma, that's, L.A. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the correct way to say it. That's the other the way, way to say, say it, it is actually, that's actually racist if you say it the other way. Ah. So I don't understand. do that. Okay. Woo. Can I just yeah. say it's funny, it's completely funny and totally predictable that we're now back into the whole birtherist thing, birtherism. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, yeah. that's perfect. I mean, that's, it's, it's really I, I missed sad. it. No, I really, look, really missed it. I mean. So. <laughs> I uh gosh, I there are so many things I can go on about Kamala Harris. I think that she's uh, you know, a very very conservative democrat that uh moved heaven and earth to keep innocent people in jail. Uh absolutely wouldn't let DNA evidence be accessed or used to potentially exonerate potentially wrongfully accused people. Did not want that. Uh she was top cop in the state for a long time and did her best to did you uh, know that she had a badge <laughs> have you seen that video yeah she says she talks yeah. about she's the letterhead about having a badge. the badge yeah 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 this is someone who wanted to lock up parents for truant children so i don't not I don't blame her not the most progressive individual okay now this is look there's plenty of things to attack kamala harris on but the republicans come out of the gate with birtherism like that's like this outright racist attack about she's not really eligible to be vice president it's like what are we doing literally born in oakland probably born in the same hospital you were yeah probably we were both born in oakland yeah uh, yeah. (laughs) which is funny because you are also are not allowed to be president you're not eligible yeah i'm not eligible but for different Mm -hmm. reasons Uh, i've also jailed fewer (laughs) minority people than she has which seems crazy yeah (laughs) Could you imagine like talking about the stories and then just maniacally laughing like she does? Dude, it's that's, scary. It's it's scary to watch. It's really very, scary to watch. Very yeah. scary. Like yeah. that is I, I don't know, man. That's yeah. uh Yeah. I, I don't well, really I'm just glad I don't have to vote. So that's I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. Well if you Whoever, yeah, again, if you were allowed to, but yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> thanks to her thanks to her doing, I'm not allowed to vote in this state. And I am breathing a sigh of relief for that. So thank yeah. you. Uh, so I don't want to get too political here right out of the gate, but we did. Um, can I just tell you? Nobody's listening yet. Not yet. We have zero viewers on Facebook. Oh, we have two. So, uh, chances are the, both of them are Republicans. So welcome. We welcome all ideologies, by the way. Um, this is just one other quick political story. This weekend I spent in Tahoe to escape the heat. Uh, by the way, it was 90 degrees in Tahoe. That was escaping the heat. Uh, yeah, because t- I'll tell you what, what it was today in Sacramento was 113 degrees outside, 113 degrees. And That's- it is so hot, my friend, that I got an email from my favorite company in the world, Pacific Gas and Electric. This is a company that owns basically the entire California power grid, it seems like. And they said, hey, people have been using too much power in Sacramento because it's it's so uncharacteristically hot. Look, it gets hot here for a couple weeks in the summer. Never this hot. They right. said it, people are using so much power to run their air conditioners that they are forced to do rolling blackouts 
because the power grid can't handle the consumption, which no better time to shut down people's power than in the middle of the worst heat wave in 100 years, right? I mean, this is like wonderful. So they're like, you're going to have rolling blackouts from 5 to 10 p.m. this week. You're just not going to have power. So be prepared for that. I, uh, I wonder who I wonder who in com- in the communications department came up with the term <laughs> "rolling blackouts" because that sounds way better. That sounds way more gentle than yeah. just "we're gonna cut your power." Yeah, yeah. It's, it, the, the the visual of a rolling blackout it's just, it's just yeah. kind of on its way. It's gonna pass through. It'll be here and then it'll be gone. Real quick, you won't even you probably won't even feel it. It's rolling through. I just I would rather have them Look. email me a gif of a guy just pulling a lever. Shutting mm-hmm. down, you know, like it's the yeah, Chernobyl t- reactor or something. Oh yeah, know? exactly. So the very last man in in the or, or woman in the uh, yeah in the plant yeah. is holding it together. That's right. Um, so do they tell you what time they're going to cut your? Are they going to enact the rolling blackouts yeah, for you between five and ten p.m. Oh, okay. every night this week. So we might Incredible. not have we. It might not happen every night, but it's likely to happen some of the nights. Well, so, here's the thing. Here's your. Here's what they don't know about you. You have a Tesla. Yeah. And in that Tesla, solar power, but I have solar solar panels, by the way. I'm also solar solar panels. (laughs) You're you're solar powered. You have AC in that car, so you are set. Yeah. Well, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) that whole whole setup, though, was to tell you that I went to Tahoe for a day. It, It was so hot. Lindsay gets back from her new job, which I should tell you about, by the way. Please, Lin- yeah. Lindsay got a new tell game. I should tell you about that. Yeah. Uh, she's rubbing shoulders with UFC champions, middleweight champions. We'll have to talk about that. Former but, champions, yeah, let's be honest. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, it's true. He had yeah. it for four months, but uh, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I don't I don't love the idea of UFC champions giving my, my wife the eye, you know, <laughs> at the office. Not my favorite sure. thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a fight I will lose, but a fight I will fight. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, so so she gets back from her job on Friday, and I was like, we're going to Tahoe. She's like, we are? I was like, yeah, I booked a place called the Tea Garden Lodge. Ooh. Yeah, sounds nicer than it is. Um, no air con at this motel. Ooh, yeah. whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Not that great. Was... Not great. Mm, yeah. That's oversight great. on your part. Um, yeah. Can I? Yeah. You're not. Oof. This is. Oof. I'm going to tell the story right now. I'm, I'm going to let's, look. Let's I've got I'm full of stories. I'm just going out. I'm going left and right. Yeah. This hotel, dude, it is scorching hot in California. Tahoe, these hotels don't have air con unless you're staying at the Marriott at Heavenly. Okay. $700 a night, by the way. $700 a night. Not going to be We spending stayed that. at the Marriott, by the way. At <laughs> Heavenly? We were there. No. Well, uh, not, not in Heavenly. Oh, okay. Last time we were there. So. Okay. That's the that's timeshare that we have Marriott. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So there, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, so it is so hot. This, this lodge has no air conditioning. Lindsay and I are like sweating. We are staying, we're about 500 feet from the state line. So we are in California. Nevada is right across the street. We got Harrah's, got the Hard Rock a Hotel. You people are literally lighting off fireworks over there because you can in Nevada, but not oh, in yeah. California. And so you're required. You're required to actually light them in, in Nevada it's, once you cross that line. It's loud. Dude, it is loud. And we are our, – our room is right next to the ice machine, okay? We have to open the window because it is so hot. I mean, we're lying there. It's two queen beds. I'm, my wife and I aren't even sleeping in the same bed because it's that hot. Like the body heat, it's just that hot. Uh-huh. So we're on two queen beds separated. 
I thought you were going to say you were in the tub. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a better plan. <laughs> almost. Run some cold water. I Honestly, yeah. I would have slept better than I would have slept this night. So, <laughs> anyway, this family uh, that's staying next door, uh, a bunch of kids, um, they're excited to be in Tahoe. It's great. But they're running around using the ice machine all hours of the night. Okay. Free and ice. It, You're, they're on vacation. <laughs> So the next morning, Lindsay and I are walking, and it was just really funny. This truck drives by in the main drag there in South Lake Tahoe. It's a it's a truck. It's lifted. You got a couple of uh, you got a couple of millennial dudes riding, and they have a huge Trump flag. Okay, they're flying the Trump flag. You know, it's America, freedom of speech. Great. You know, obviously, I don't support that candidate. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows, not a big Trump fan, but you know, whatever. I'm not offended by someone flying a Trump flag personally. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, Biden flag, that's another one. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> easy there. It's, it's kind of weird. Easy there. It's a little weird. Yeah. Like, could you I'm imagine? Vo- Wait, does that even exist? Is no, there it does. That's flag? what's funny is, is I'm voting for the man <laughs> and, I, and I'm offended by the idea of seeing the flag of Biden and yet I'm voting for him. <laughs> that's what's so crazy. Uh, but anyway, so he, this, this truck drives by, stops at a stoplight and, um, and they go, yeah, Trump. It's a couple guys, millennials, probably late 20s. Yeah, Trump. And they yell to, to this group of guys in front of me, similarly aged to mid-20s, and they just yeah. give him a thumbs down. Like, no, thumbs down. And then the guy Trump guys go, F you. And then the yeah. guys thumbs down and go, no, F you. And then the yeah. Trump guy goes, F you, mother effer. He goes, no, no, F you, mother effer. And Lindsay and I look at each other and we're like, and Lindsay's like, I, I can't believe two groups of adults converse like this like, <laughs> like, like just looking she's like it's the this is the most 2020 baby that's it thing like the the political discourse has devolved into saying like who can say f you more to the other one and at by the way stoplight at two at a stoplight, two groups of 20 year old men fighting over their favorite octogenarian who's running mm-hmm. for president you know it's mm-hmm. like what are we doing what what like yeah. what are we doing like but it was just like there was real angst. There was real anger. Like they weren't coming to blows or anything, but they're screaming at each other. Not yet. Not yet. No, not yet. Yeah. But they're screaming coming. at each other. And, uh, oh, man, it was it was just like just looking at it. was just kind of like, oh, this is just pathetic. Like at least someone out like one of you make the case for Medicare for all at least or something. <laughs> like throw some <laughs> policy into this. You know what I mean? So anyway. No. So, so Aaron, I get up at about 6 a.m. at this motel because I'm I'm. I'm about drowning in my own sweat. It's sure. so hot. It's terrible, miserable. Uh, you wanted some of that ice. You wanted to stake that claim. I really first did. In the morning. No, I no. Honestly, I woke up. I was like, I don't know what they were doing with the amount of ice that they took from this machine, but whatever it was, it was a good idea because oh, yeah. it is so hot. And so I get up. It's six about six thirty, and uh, I make my way down to my car. Now this is yeah. This is how you know I'm not used to owning nice things. I didn't. I didn't grow up owning nice cars, but I go to check into my Tesla. Okay. This is what I do. It's parked outside overnight in a place that's 500 feet from Nevada. So I'm nervous, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad element over there, over the border. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you build that cross. wall between yeah, the two I would two build states. a wall. That's funny. I'm against the wall at the southern border. Oh, boy, would I be for it if it was in the Nevada border? I would <laughs> honestly, I would vote for whatever candidate builds a wall at the Nevada border. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Whoever our next governor is should run on that. <laughs> Build that wall between us and, and Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down to my car. I sit down in it. It, it. There's this mode called sentry mode. Okay. Sentry mode is basically the car alarm system. If anyone gets close to my car, 
it's it basically records from all uh, there's cameras on the, in the back camera, there's a front camera, and then two side, what's called repeater cameras. And so it will pick up clips of anything that gets, anyone that gets close to my car, okay? Now, if something were to hit my car, I would get a notification on my phone that says there's been an event, right? Um, <laughs> an event. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, yeah. By the way, I've gotten maybe five events, uh, all false alarms, and all, all five when I'm in the movies, by the way, Ooh. which, yeah, not good. I'd run out. I'd no. literally go. I just, I, I toss my popcorn in the air. Just, I make a scene. I go, <laughs> I'm booking it out there and there's nothing. I don't know why my car alarm went off, but anyway, there's no event. There's no like major event that had happened, but it did log five events in terms of people getting close. And so I pull it up and it pulls up on the screen in the Tesla and I can watch what happened. This is kind of fun. It does feel kind of weird though, because most events that I get, are either cars that are just parking right next to me and they're getting kind of close. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. How dare yeah, they park yeah. in the spot next to me? What's funny, because I do the same thing every time I watch them. I'm like, easy, easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Watch and they're the opening the door. Watch it, the door. Yeah. Oh, well, I've had some doors slam into the side of it pretty good. Oh, Almost no. always they're 90, 95 years old. Like, yeah. they're like old, old folks. And what are you going to do? You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Well, back in the day, the original, you know, Model T, you had to slam the door open. Yeah. If you oh, to yeah. Get it open. Swing it so open and I don't blame swing them. it closed. Yeah. It was basically like a mousetrap. You had to That's right. flush. That's right. You had to fling it all the way open just to <laughs> open the door. So, so I click. Yeah. So it's usually cars pulling up next to me or it's a someone that just is kind of never seen a Tesla. And they were like, ooh. And then they, they go up. They put their hands up above their eyebrows and they push against the mm-hmm. glass. And you can hear them go, Tesla. It's like Tesla. It's just, you can read, read their, they literally read their they don't even use full sentence. They go Tesla, Tesla, <laughs> Tesla, and they look in, you know. And I'm that like, should be okay. their next commercial, by the way. Just that the <laughs> yeah. candid footage of just random people doing that. Yeah. Well, I click on my first event, and I'm expecting one of these typical events of you know just random people. But no, Aaron, I am greeted uh, about 30 minutes before. Okay, this event is yeah. 30 minutes before I got in the car. Uh-oh. And I'm waiting. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see anybody. I don't see any cars near me. What's going on? And then I see this little furry thing in my rear camera, and I click on it, and that furry thing gets bigger and bigger, and it's a bear. It's a it's a grown man <laughs> bear. Okay. Wait a minute. I thought you were gonna say it was one of the kids from the ice machine. <laughs> you're saying it's a little furry thing. <laughs> It's a freaking bear. That's even better. No, it's a brown bear. It's a bear from like the California state flag. And it's huge. And it gets close. It's coming up right on my rear. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Then it switches to my right repeater camera. And it it moves to the side. It's looking at my car. It's almost doing the same thing that those people that go, ooh, Tesla. It's almost doing the same thing. I'm not even kidding. And the bear comes up. I'm watching it. I'm freaked out thinking. Okay, this was like 30 minutes ago. You know, like the bear could. Bear's and still around. And I'm realizing now when I had gotten up and left the room. Now, there, I'm on the second level of this motel. And I walk down and, and there's these big, you the know, penthouse. big round. You were in the, <laughs> yeah, the penthouse suite. You were in the penthouse. <laughs> penthouse suite next to the ice machine. <laughs> and there's these big, big blue round garbage cans. They were all toppled over. Okay. Wow. And I'm realizing now, like, oh, the bear just the bear just came through and just knocked over every single garbage can, just looking for anything. And um, and I'm looking at it, and it's pretty terrifying as it comes to the side of the car, and it's it's just kind of moseying along, mm-hmm. but it is huge, and it goes right up to my car. And by the way, beef jerky 
in inside oh, in the passenger see, seat. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That's Which, what it was. By the way, I don't know if you've uh, you've seen my Tesla. It's yeah. Um, most humans don't know how to use the door handles because for whatever reason Elon Musk decided to redo those. Didn't really need to yeah, be redone. But uh, thankfully, you know, if humans aren't going to figure out how to use the door handles, neither is a bear. So I was lucky there. <laughs> so my beef jerky that I had gotten in Denver two weeks ago was safe. Um, <laughs> the well, if the bear would have gotten any closer, you would have had bear jerky. Oh, yeah. You would have had to murder that thing if it scratched your Tesla. I, I, what's crazy is I thought as soon as I saw it coming out, how close it got, I almost hopped out of the car to see the scratches because I figured, oh, there's scratches for sure. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, no scratches, doesn't actually touch the car, but gets very, very close to touching it. I mean, almost about brushes up next to it with his fur, but doesn't actually touch it wow. with his paws. Huge grizzly paws, by the way. He's got some yeah. gnarly paws. This is a big, big, this is a thick boy, as they say, in barely. Well, it's know. summertime, so they're feeding yeah, right now. Yeah, they are. They sure are, yeah. yeah. Well, what's crazy is I, it freaked me out a little bit because I looked up, and there's kids in the parking lot that, that, oh that where he had walked directly into, they're running around with little roller backpacks and they're kind of throwing mm-hmm. their, their, their suitcases in the suburban. And, and I, I, I thought about topping out and being like, Hey, 30 minutes ago, there was a bear right here. Like you should be careful. And I thought, no, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy the show. If <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you don't have AC, but you could have a show on your hand. I could have a show. If things like, played out worth the, the cost right of admission. Yeah. No, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> well, do you have a photo or a video of the bear? Yeah, I do. Oh, dude, do I? You want to see this? There Absolutely. it is. Look at this oh guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is that is wild. Dude, look at that thing. I know. I know. I know. Dude, it is. Oh my it is. Gosh. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, it's just you now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you see that? Oh. That is a monster. It's big. Dude, look at him. Yeah. Look at dude. his paws. It's big. Yeah. Do you see that back? You see that front right paw? Holy you can see the claws. Cow. Yeah. No, he's a big boy. He's yeah. A big boy. It's a big bear. So that's out of my rear view camera because you can see the GM6 for game six fixed, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is my <laughs> license plate. <laughs> so you can tell that's that. how we know it's your car. That's how you know it's my car. This isn't, there's no photo, no tricks here. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's wild, crazy. Yeah, there's yeah. that time, Saturday, August, six a.m. It's crazy, really, really crazy. Who knew bears got up that early? By the way, oh, on a oh, Saturday. Uh, I can tell you right now, every Yogi commercial I watched, that bear slept sure. in. Okay, or commercial yeah. cartoon. Uh, yeah, he he never woke up at six on a Saturday. No, not, not happening. On a Saturday? You kidding me? No. Not Yogi, not Boo Boo, none of them. No <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, so that was that was pretty crazy. Um, That's pretty scary, man. I don't, did you actually see him, or uh, no, no, anywhere else? No, okay, no. I don't think he stayed very long. He knew where to look. Like the dude appeared out of nowhere too in the video. It, like watching the video feeds crazy because he just appears out of nowhere. He probably man. he probably got a ride there. I'm thinking he rode with the Trump guys or on one of those lime scooters which are everywhere in Tahoe. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see I could the totally bear, see that. yeah, getting out the app and renting one of those things and just cruising <laughs> South Lake Tahoe. <laughs> Why do I feel like a bear could ride one of those better than most people, most adults? Oh, um, because you're right. Because you've yeah. because you, you've done the same thing I have, which is you've YouTube you've YouTubed bear <laughs> on a bicycle, which is 
<laughs> we know they're coordinated. We know they're smart oh, yeah. as heck. Um, <laughs> and we've seen the videos of people falling off lime scooters. They are not coordinated. Oh, no, they are not. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, used we we used it from our hotel to the beach. Uh, I guess the uh, the tea garden lodge uh, included free access to this private beach, which I'll have you know. Actually, you should guess how many people at this beach do you think are social distancing? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say 99% of them. It's California. It's what we do. It's what we we're do. responsible. We follow the rules. Uh, yeah. No, look, no one was social distancing in, in South Lake Tahoe, okay? No one on the California side, no one on the Nevada side, especially on the beach, okay? Not a mask to be found. Now, no. masks were about everywhere else. Every restaurant we went to, we rode the heavenly gondola up the mountain. We did these alpine coasters. In the gondola, you weren't allowed to take your mask off. On wow. the chairlift, you could not take your mask off. They don't want to keep sanitizing over and over. Sure. Um, which sounds like laziness, if we're being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. For a fifty-six dollar ride up a gondola, it's like maybe well, fifty-six dollars. Can... Yeah, fifty-six dollars per person, Jeez. my friend. Yeah, Jeez. a little steep. That's yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but you're there, so you do it. Um, you have to. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? You gonna go to the beach and catch COVID? Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that was part of the plan. So yes, you did. I mean, Lindsay and Hopefully. I looked at each other. We we're like, if we got co- if we're getting COVID, it's from here. I mean, it's probably. Oh, yeah. I mean. There's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, there were, there were some headlines that I thought were kind of cute coming out of Tahoe where people, residents were saying, people stop coming to Tahoe. You know, they were starting to get a COVID problem. And I just thought that was adorable. I was like, no, nah, I'm sorry. Sure. This is. That's totally going to happen. Yeah, it's totally going to happen. By the way, these are yeah. multimillionaires that own these huge cabins in Tahoe. They're like, please don't come here. It's like, nah, that's the reason why your place is so expensive. The reason why your place is so valuable is because you're in a place where everyone wants to be. And so that's we're, right. We're going to exactly. be there. This is just what's going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, we're all going to catch COVID together. But anyway, so I think immunity, th- man. Herd immunity. Herd immunity. Herd it's about time. I don't understand why anyone immunity. hasn't said this yet. But have, <laughs> have we considered herd immunity? Hey, how come I how come people have stopped using Sweden as an example of the whole herd immunity? And, <laughs> and Germany as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Germany and Sweden fell off the old example map real quick, didn't they? Wonder what happened. Wonder what happened there. I don't know. How's Germany doing with the reopening of the schools? Uh, Not great. Not. Was that a good plan? I don't know. Should we be following their example? (laughs) I think it's hilarious. Like the first three weeks of COVID, people are sharing all these links about Sweden about how they're doing it right. By the way, they weren't talking about the healthcare system and how they're doing it right. They were talking about. They don't share links about that. No, no, no. They don't want anyone to. No, no. That's when they're crazy. That's when they're crazy. Yes. The idea of of providing healthcare for every sick person in your country never going to happen. That's nuts. Isn't that just crazy? Um, and uh, yet they're like, look at Sweden doing this herd immunity thing. And it was like, wow, this must work out because it's, a, it's an experiment that literally just started and we have no results to show for it. <laughs> Why are we using this as an example of what to do when we don't even know what the now we have the results. Now we see Sweden has had a heck of a time with COVID. Germany has had a heck of a time. Mm-hmm. OK, like it, we've we've shown that they their positivity. Australia, have basically all of our little brothers. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Every yeah. every country that is little brother to the United States is now going through what we went through two months ago. Yep. So, yep. welcome to the club. Yeah. You know, I. Meanwhile, China. Yeah. Two two hundred fifty deaths total, which I believe. <laughs> uh, Vietnam, I think they had two deaths total. 
Sure. And they're reopened. They are completely oh, yeah. reopened. Well, yeah. yeah. Singapore, yeah. again, totally reopened. They're good. They're fine. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. New Zealand, on the other hand. They had to go to partial lockdown again. Mm-hmm. Now, this was another one where, look, we I love Jacinda. She's a great prime minister. Uh, from what I understand, when I was there, people really seemed to love her, and they talked about her a lot. She's been getting a lot of um, a lot of praise for how she's handled COVID. But I think we need to stop with this idea of these one-size-fits-all solutions. Like, we, we just love to have a pithy one-liner about how New Zealand defeated COVID, right? Mm-hmm. We love to talk about how, like, look, that's how you do it right. This is the one way that worked. Well, it didn't work. COVID is back. They're back in partial lockdown. Now, yeah. they have done, don't get me wrong, worlds better than the United States has. We, we have basically done the worst job imaginable of oh, every yeah. country. It, it's not even close. We have done How many deaths in New York? Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. Or have you heard? 30,000 is last I heard. 30,000? 30,000 30, deaths in New York alone. 30,000. That's 10 9-11s. That's 10 30,000. Oh, yes. my gosh. 30,000 in New York State. Absurd. Yeah. But... They yeah. might have herd immunity now because their numbers are going yeah. down. Well, the good news is, is I'm still seeing social media posts that say it's actually more dangerous to wear a mask, which is great. So we're in a great spot. Makes perfect sense. We're in a great spot because we, we, we have a segment of our population who really seems to just deny science, which is not Hey, good. you know what's funny is it's not just the red states. No. I was just in yeah. uh, the grocery store the other day here in, yeah. uh, in it was actually in Studio City. Okay. The heart of Los Angeles. Heart of liberal uh, and, city, and USA, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Basically, uh, the People's Republic of L.A. Um, <laughs> so I, I was in the in the deli department, heard two well-informed gen- gentlemen having a very valid conversation about how the numbers are fake um, oh, yeah. and how it, it is yeah. essentially just the flu. It's just, it's the, just flu. the flu. It's just um, the no numbers are the all flu. fake. Yeah. 170,000 yes. deaths. No, they're dying from other things. It's not really COVID. They they're are just- literally dying from other things. <laughs> it's so the, the numbers are so fake that there was a guy, a mort- uh, someone who died in a motorcycle accident in Florida, mm. and mm. they said he died of COVID. And they were they love that story. They were going on about that one. Um, so, which is actually a true story, but yeah. it, the, yeah. that that was revised by the way. Yeah. They they screwed up. Yeah, and it's just like to have to hear them going over that um, that well, one anecdote and yeah, and not understanding like. If you have 150,000 deaths, you're going to have some false evidence. Like, yeah. that's part of the noise, part of the static of yeah. the statistics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But well, you turn, can't explain look, that to people that, no, you in can't. a grocery no, store. No, people don't know. You can't. Look, I, I've talked to you at the beginning. Literally, my whole, my whole COVID experience started in a safe way, you know, when I was trying to, bu- you know, buy some toilet paper and some canned foods. And the guy was like, yeah, this isn't real. You know that, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's not real. Well, we're both grabbing toilet paper and running for our lives. Yeah, of course, exactly. it's not real. Uh, but what are you going to do? You're not going to do stats 101 course with people. You're, you're not going to. You're not like, going to do anything. And because you know, you know what's so funny is I honestly don't care how how ignorant people are. Generally yeah. speaking, I don't care whatsoever. Like, be as stupid as you want. Believe any gullible thing. Believe any conspiracy. Whatever. It does not affect me whatsoever. However, hearing these two guys talk about it just boldly. Yeah. In the meat department of a grocery store, yeah. I seriously wanted to slap them with a side of bacon that I was yeah. holding. Oh, you should, I, oh, I really, you should have picked up a really, good, yeah, some tri-tip. Just go right yeah. across, yeah, like, right across the bridge of the uh, nose because yeah. they were, like, that was, they were challenging me, and that was a, uh, that was a special moment. So, well, but I let them off. No physical altercation. People don't 
people aren't interested in the truth. They're interested in a single piece of anecdotal evidence or data point, anecdotal and a single, to confirm a bias that they already hold. Okay, that's all it is. No one's looking for the truth. Okay, this is like this is like the whole mail-in ba- ballot voting fraud thing. I literally just saw Jason Chaffetz, uh, God rest his soul, uh, a former congressman <laughs> out of Utah, <laughs> tweet uh, about how there were like 800 ballots in the last Michigan election. Uh, I think I think it was for president, or it might have been for the most recent midterms. But how there were 800 ballots that were submitted by people who had deceased. Okay, they were dead, and he was showing this is evidence of how mail-in. But, you know, mail-in ballots are... So I click on the article. I click into the data set that it's references in the article. The data set very clearly states that the 800 deceased people had voted when they were alive, but had since died by the time the vote was counted. That's what he was linking to and was buried two things away for you to read being like, oh, these, this isn't fraudulent. These were real people that were citizens that voted and then died before the... And this is a former congressman tweeting out evidence about how voter fraud is real. Like, it's just, this is crazy. People aren't even willing to, even people that were professional politicians, of course, people that are, that are professional right. politicians aren't willing right. to actually look at the research and, and <clears throat> verify the data. And so now they're sowing seeds of distrust with the U.S. Postal Service, which, look, don't get me wrong, plenty of seeds. <laughs> I mean, I... You know, USPS, they are what they are. But this idea of trying to, uh, you know, trying to just this is voter disenfranchisement is what it is. And it's, it's bold and it's, it's not even hidden. And it's crazy. It's just crazy that people think that there's widespread fraud with mail-in ballots when it's just not real. It's not a reality. It's not. No, no, no. It, it's all fantasy. It's I mean, you're talking about hundreds of millions of votes that will probably be cast in in november let's hope so um if yeah well i mean it's i think it's going to be record turnout i think it is basically every four years but let's talk about what it would take what level of uh of commitment and uh coordination is what i was looking for what level of coordination would take to swing the vote in in a in uh the alternate direction so we're talking about the level of fraud that would take to, to pull something off is like you couldn't make it you couldn't write a movie about it because it would be so unbelievable um it just wouldn't it's not possible again statistically speaking it is almost impossible to consider an operation the and the effort and the people involved to to pull off something like that as big as a uh, voter fraud on a presidential scale it just doesn't make any sense um but but who wants to talk about that that's not the that's not the fun part that's not the the sexy part of this again conspiracy thinking man everybody has gone down the the craziest route possible and yeah and we've all lost it and you know whatever dude whatever we don't live we live in a post-truth world post-truth nothing matters we can all see the same evidence and uh to convince someone of what really happened is impossible at this point um, everyone's perspective is their own and they're not going to believe uh, something they don't want to believe. Yep. And uh, it's true. We truly li- live in a postmodern time where evidence doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. It's just what's all in your head that matters. <laughs> so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You just got to you just got to find the nearest bear, punch him in the nose if he scratches your Tesla. Yeah. And then then go yeah. to Re- uh, Reno <laughs> and fire off some fireworks. <laughs> Go to Reno. Don't go to Reno. Go to, go South to Reno, Lake man. Go to South Lake Tahoe. Well, uh, I mean, you got to go through South Lake Tahoe to get there <laughs> from, from Sacramento. So I want to do a quick 
just uh, a quick content roundup with you. This is a movie podcast, and we have talked politics for quite a bit. That's my fault. It's the season, man. We We're talked stuck. Bears. We talked Tahoe. Okay, we talked COVID, which isn't political. It's a, it's a public health <laughs> crisis. <laughs> Uh, but you talked about Vietnam getting rid of COVID virtually, completely, which congrats oh, yeah. to our friends in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one of the few countries who has successfully defeated the United States in war, which oh, is yeah. pretty amazing. But speaking they of Vietnam, us. I don't know if you know this, yesterday was the marked the 41st anniversary of the release of the film Apocalypse Now, of which Ooh, this, I did not know that, this episode is the namesake for, uh, except mm-hmm. with a question mark. <laughs> um <laughs> Wait, is, I don't see the title. Was it? Say oh, do you not? It's apocalypse dot 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 now? Question mark. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Very funny. I, I kind of want to do like a democracy now or. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apocalypse now. <laughs> um, <laughs> documentary now. So yes, documentary now. That's right. Um, when's the last time you watched this movie? It's probably been at least ten years. Oh, has it? Okay. At least, yeah. I rewatched it today. Uh, well, I started it yesterday, I, most of it yesterday, so on the anniversary, and then I, I, I finished it off this morning. Uh, wow, is it a doozy. Uh, I, I, I'm not here to break down the whole film or anything like that. I will say this. Robert Duvall plays a character in this film, right in the middle of it. He's, the, he's a commander over this certain segment of troops that our main character happens to run into for about 20 minutes, and then he moves on. Uh, the last act of the film is where we get the main actor that's billed in this film, Marlon Brando, who showed up famously to set overweight and uninterested, that they literally had to film him in shadows and only did face shots. They put him in dark clothing. It was, it's a bit of a mess. I will say, though, the middle part of this film with Robert Duvall, it's, he outshines Marlon Brando and literally everyone else in this film to such a degree that it's startling to watch now. Because it's just like, oh, he showed up to play. Uh, now, he's in the most grandiose of sets in this famously wrought. This production was wrought with problems. Went way over budget. Went way over time. Literally, the director, Francis Ford Coppola, had put up all of his earnings from The Godfather uh, and The Godfather 2. He put up his collateral to be able to take out loans from United Artists to continue to just to finish the filmmaking. And there's this documentary that his wife made of the making of this film, and he just felt like this was going to be his undoing, that this film was going to be a failure. He said he had a 20% chance of pulling it off. This is in the middle of making it. And, and at, when it premiered at Cannes Film Festival, he said this film isn't about Vietnam. It literally is Vietnam. They were over there. Now, they filmed in the Philippines, but it's like they were over there with too much equipment, too much money. They went insane, uh, and he felt like he lost. <laughs> Uh, I will say the film is brilliant. It's obviously unnerving. It is really eye-opening, uh, but it is nothing shy of brilliant. Uh, Roger Ebert famously is, is one of his ten favorite films of all time. Uh, Apocalypse Now is really something. It also has maybe one of the great film titles in history. Apocalypse Now is incredible. Like, that's just a great title. Uh, but I just want to give a little shout-out to Robert Duvall, who just steals the show in the middle of this thing in a way that's yeah. like... You know, it's famous. He has the fam- most famous line in the movie. I love mm-hmm. the smell of napalm in the morning. Okay. He, it's the most famous line, certainly, from the film. But beyond even that, it's just he's so good. He's so good. So Yeah, I think um, if you haven't had a chance yet, I think you, you got to go back and you owe it to yourself 
to go back and watch Duvall's like his basically anything from like 70 early 70 um, to like the even the late 90s he had a run where we're talking almost 30 years where he was at his peak I mean he his performances are have always been basically always been like he gives 100% effort and he he just kills it every time he's one of the greatest actors of all time I think uh, he's phenomenal and he's He's undoubtedly he gives the best performance of Apocalypse Now. So. Like you said, he's not in it for very long, nope. but he he makes a mark. And uh, the guy's just he's one of my favorite actors by far. He's great. So I, I love Robert Duvall. So I, I think we're going to do a, a whole pod on this at some point, not on Apocalypse Now, but on the decade of the '70s in filmmaking, because I am now as convinced as I've ever been that it's just the greatest decade for film in history. The '70s produced so many good movies and i'm bringing up apocalypse now because that was a release in 79 um but specifically there's another classic that aaron i'm embarrassed to say i had not watched until last week okay this is a film that came out in 1974 okay it's roman polanski's chinatown oh yeah (laughs) yeah okay now the reason why i watched it is because there were headlines ben affleck who has not directed a film since his much maligned live by night um, yeah, Prohibition era Miami film. <laughs> not great. Um, right. Not great. Not one of my favorites. That's no, for sure. No, I actually think that there's maybe one act worth of good movie in there. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You can go back in our archive. We did an episode on it. We did. I stand by my take. Okay. The first court, first act okay. is good. It's enjoyable. I like the first act okay. of that movie. All right. Well, now the the remaining two hours, yeah, eh, not so good. Not so good. It falls apart. It's a it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah, but it starts not because it got it got really really bad reviews. And I remember Terrible. watching it, and in the first twenty minutes, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I have such a low rotten tomato score. This is actually kind of interesting. And then the the wheels started to really come off. Oh, but, it was off the rails. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was announced that Ben Affleck signed on to direct his next film. Now he he it's been up in the air. What. I have been anxious to see what he's going to direct next because it was going to be the Batman. He was writing and directing it, and then he wasn't going to be writing and directing, or st- and then he was going to be starring in it, and then he wasn't. Now we know that it's going to be Robert Pattinson. Um, but uh, it was announced that he had—I don't know if it was produ- his production company—had purchased the rights to this film called *The Big Goodbye*, which is about primarily behind the scenes, the making of the film *Chinatown*, starring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, uh, famously and always kind of in the A- in the AFI's. You know, it's usually in the top 25, if not the top 10, of the greatest films of all time. It's, it's considered Polanski's masterpiece for what that's worth. Obviously, this is a, a, a very, um, I was going to say a colorful character. That's not really what I mean to say. Uh, no. Not, not a colorful character. This is someone who is accused of doing some of the most heinous, uh, heinous crimes. Um, accused and convicted, my friend. Con- accused and convicted, yeah. Yeah. Jury mm-hmm. wasn't even out on this. I mean, the jury had decided Mm -hmm. this man had had sex with an underage girl. This is, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. rape, not even statutory rape. Really, this is like this was a 13 year old and he had to flee the country. And he's ever Mm -hmm. since he's lived in Sweden and France to Mm -hmm. avoid uh, prosecution. Uh, Not a good man. Won an Academy Award, by the way, in the early 2000s for the pianist starting or starring Adrian Brody. Have I know. Right. So have you gone back and watched the pianist? No. Anytime. No, no. I kind of want to go back because I remember it being good, but but like my my memory of that whole era, like the early two thousands, pretty fuzzy when it comes yeah. to movies. Yeah, and I feel like weren't a lot of good ones. That, 
I don't think that there were, and I want to go back and actually verify that. Um, yeah, that was a good movie because I don't think it was, even though at the time I liked it. Well, anyway, I, I guess so. So Polanski directed Chinatown. Okay, in 1974, this was his last film he made before he hightailed it out of the United States, where he's been living uh, in exile ever since, and rightfully so. I mean, really rightfully so. He should be prison. Should be rotting in prison, but he's been in exile, uh, and people still lining up to work with him. <laughs> Which is so problematic. Uh, I think work has been harder for him to get since the Me Too uh, era. But that's so crazy to me that that's the case. People should have been running away from him. But the fact is, is he's a good director. A terrible human being. But obviously he's a good artist. Um, but Chinatown, I think part of the reason why I'd not seen it was because I just didn't really care to revisit Polanski's work. You know, I'd seen Rosemary's Baby. I'd, I've seen, you know, some of these big ones he's made. Did you and like course, Rosemary's Baby? No, actually, I don't. Really? I thought it was great. Do you I love it? it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah I thought okay. it was really I've good. I've only seen it once, and I remember just okay. not caring for it. Yeah, okay. I didn't care for it. Is it great? I think it's really good. Rick it's, Dalton it's loves it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He talks yeah, about being yeah. next door to the director of Rosemary's mm. freaking baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think um, it's great, yeah. So anyway, I guess the behind the scenes was pretty crazy in the making of Chinatown. And so... Uh, ben Affleck is going to, uh, I don't know if he's going to star in it, but he's going to direct uh, and co-write a script based on the behind the scenes of making of Chinatown. So I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna visit this. Also, Jack Nicholson's one of the greatest actors who's ever lived. And so I, it's, it's worth it for Jack, okay? Jack, Jack is, I would say Jack is is the premier movie star of all time. I think he, he is, is, right? Jack Nicholson is. Yeah. He's, he's he the is biggest the movie star yeah, of he's all the biggest, time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He is so good in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which... Ah, man, we got to do a Jack episode at some point. I've Why not? Many Jack takes. I love it. Because my, my growing up of Jack was primarily two things, and that was Batman, okay, mm-hmm. as the Joker. So I was mm-hmm. of age when I was growing up, and that had just came out in VHS, and it was like a big deal. And we watched let the show. Let me guess your second one. Let me guess your second okay. one. Anger management. <laughs> no? Is that is that? going to say about it? Schmidt. Um, about Schmidt. Right. That's a pretty good one, actually. About <laughs> yeah. Schmidt's actually pretty good. I haven't seen it. I, I see. I got right. a lot of Jack movies I need to watch. Um, no, it's The Shining. So we'd watch The Shining yeah. every Halloween. And so for me, this dude was menacing. He was he's just one of the best. And it wasn't until like high school I watched um, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. And that was when I when my eyes opened up to the whole, like, oh, Jack Nicholson's one of the greatest actors who's ever lived. Incredible. Like, yeah. he is so good. Dude, yeah. in Chinatown... He is so lights out. That dude is hitting grand slams one scene after another. And not an overacting kind of way, but he's no, no, so no, no. good. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm watching Chinatown like it was not unlike the feeling I had watching The Godfather. Now, I still wouldn't. I, I think Godfather's a better film overall. And I put it in my top five. But I had the same feeling of I can't believe I'm this old. And that was 18 when I watched The Godfather. And I remember thinking, yeah. I can't believe I've lived 18 years and not watched this film. <laughs> Here I am at 33 watching Chinatown saying, oh, this is this is just a great movie. Like, it's very good. All the way to the very end of Forget, yeah. forget It, Jake. It's Chinatown. Oh, it's just Brilliant. such a great line. And it's yeah. such a great ending scene. And it is unnerving. And it's kind of shocking. And you're just like, wait, what just happened? I mean, the mm-hmm. movie is really just chef's kiss. It's, it's so good. And so yeah, I think it, it's hyped. obviously one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I think, yeah. uh, but Nicholson's performance is like so incredibly special in that. Yes, because it's a little bit different than he's ever, you know, yeah. or he typically does. A lot of stuff is, you know, he's a little bit smaller. 
but he's also playing one of the more interesting characters that he has to uh, portray in, in film or he's ever portrayed. Yeah. So it's, the movie's just a marvel. It's phenomenal. I think so many great performances. Obviously, one of the, the best direct director performances of all time as yes. well. I mean, the movie's just flawless. It's so. so good. It's No, it's just it's incredible what he's doing with the camera. There's a couple of shots that stuck with me in that film in a way that like I just can't even describe. I just mm-hmm. kept thinking about the way Polanski framed some of these things. And I'm forgetting the name of the cinematographer who was fantastic. And I believe he won the Academy Award for cinematography for this film. I know he was nominated. But it was just shot impeccably. I know Polanski is also very – he's very much a cinematographer himself. So I know he was very much involved in, in a lot of the, the setup. But there's just some storytelling and camera work that's being done here that's, like, really, really special. And it's yeah. a, it's, and it's a, it's a noir film – uh, that is about the water wars of Southern California. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't yeah. sound that exciting when you describe no. it to someone, but it's so good. Yeah, I think we, you know, I guess uh, millennials, if you want to call us that, whatever. Sure. But I think we, as fans of film, uh, being raised of a certain era, we owe it to ourselves to go back and watch those films of, uh, before we were born because, you know, we're never going to have the connection that people, you know, that are older us will ever have with those movies. But if you look at the style of those films, obviously the influence what came after. Yeah. But the originals, I mean, those films from the 70s, especially the 60s as well, they have so much. They're so uniquely done. We don't tell stories like that visually anymore. It's just not done that way. Um and it, but that's this is why I say you owe it to yourself as a fan of, of films um, in any genre to go back and watch that old style, yeah. even if it feels you know antiquated. You just you need to understand like where the things that you like, what inspired them to do what, what uh, you know or make the Fast and the Furious or even like Tenet, like the new uh, Christopher Nolan. Like these guys are masters who make these movies now, but it's not the same. Like you. Christopher Nolan is not Roman Polanski. Like Christopher Nolan's a great director, yeah. but he's not. He does not have the skills that Roman Polanski has. You know, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, but better but yeah, morals. Especially, he's got better morals, from what I understand. Yes. Well, I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um, <laughs> we really don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, 70s. I think I'd love. I'd love to do. You know, a couple episodes in the 70s. It's just it's jam packed with phenomenal films that like you could. Every single year, there were masterpieces being released. It was crazy. It's a crazy time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Let's do the 90s, too. Yeah, no, I know. 70s and 90s are really the, the two eras that I would love to talk about. Sorry, 80s. Sorry, 60s. Sorry, early aughts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 40s. We're Sorry, not going that 40s. far back. Who's watching yeah, 40s? No. <laughs> we, need, we need color in our movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like my, I like my movies to be Takis, <laughs> okay? Um. <laughs> I like my movies to actually have non-white actors in them. That's just me. That's just oh, me. <laughs> oh, no. If you could... <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> so we're going to do that. We're doing a 70s pod, and we're also doing Jack Nicholson pod. It's time to Absolutely. do it. You, you know, I know can, he's retired. Can, we, can I request a Duval pod? Oh, dude, I would love to do a Duval pod. Oh, yeah. yeah heck yeah. Uh, Have you seen The Apostle? No. That's a later Duval. That's a, a like 97 Duval. Oh, yeah. Do I need to catch he's, up on that one? Oh, boy. He okay. plays uh, he plays like a, a Big Tent Revival uh, preacher. Okay. Incredible. Is he's he good? so good in it. Okay. He's so, so good. Yeah. All right. The very, Apostle. Very, very good. All right. 1997. All right. We're doing Duval Poverty and Jack Nichols. Look, it's dude, it's COVID. Who's to say there aren't enough topics to go around? I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited now. We've got um, nothing but 
we've got nothing but content to explore, man. Who needs new movies? We it's don't. True. Well, <laughs> speaking of content, let's let's wrap up here and finish off. I would love to hear from you. Is there anything you've watched recently? Movies, new movies, new shows on any of the streaming services that you want to give a shout out to or recommend to people? Yeah, so I, I uh, <clears throat> on your recommendation, I watched the uh, Immigration Nation Ooh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Watched the first two episodes. Yeah. Oh boy, oh that's boy. that is a heavy, heavy series. Oh boy. Very interesting though. I mean, yeah. it's you, you gotta, you really have to educate yourself and actually yes, look look at what's happening, man. Look at look at the stories that are being told. Um, you know, even if you don't agree with everything that that's being portrayed on the screen, you owe it to yourself as an American. Um, to watch what is taking place, what we're paying for. We are paying these people's salaries to do the things that they're doing. So whether you agree with it or not, I mean, just just take a look at it and watch it. Um, Of course, there's going to be biases as filmmakers, but you still need to, there's still truth in there. Um, So yeah, watch Immigration Nation uh, and form your own opinions. That was really good. You also recommended Ted Lasso on, on Apple TV. Fin- just finished episode two of that one. Very funny. Very, it's really very good. It's really good. Yeah. And and I and I say that because when the idea came out, I I just I maligned it immediately. And it was mm-hmm. to me another example of Apple just not knowing what to do with their content strategy. They're fumbling. They're making a TV show based off of Jason Sudeikis character uh, that was a part of two commercials for NBC Sports. <laughs> that's what that's what we're doing. Like this is Apple really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Like what are we doing? I like Jason Sudeikis fine, like, but this just seems like a poor idea. Uh, and here I am watching. The first three episodes are out, and then the fourth episode comes out Friday, and I guess every Friday until the, the series is done, which I'm guessing is ten episodes. That seems to be every series now. Um, and I just found myself really endeared to it. It's really funny. Um, it's kind of heartwarming, and mm-hmm. you're kind of cheering for this guy uh, – who is? I mean, the, the premise of the show is this: the this uh, the head coach of the Wichita State Shockers football team <laughs> gets hired to be the coach of a Premier League soccer team in England, and basically he's hired because the new owner, uh, this the, a woman who uh, got ownership of the team through a divorce, basically wants the team to fail in the most spectacular fashion. So she hires this very American Midwestern kind of. Um, you know, accented kind of dumb coach to come. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a yokel. What's funnier than to get an American to come coach <laughs> a English Premier League soccer team and just to fail? So that's the kind of the premise. Uh, except yeah. this character, uh, while kind of dumb, is very lovable and it is a, an incredible interpersonal communicator. And you're kind of watching him go to work on the team, even though he has no idea what he's doing. And it's kind of fun content. It's light. It's but it's it's it enjoyable is. and it's it's funny and kind of heartwarming. And it's you know what's funny sca- is, it's and it's a great recommendation. I appreciate that you recommended it. It's very funny. Um, so growing up, one of my favorite, t- I used to watch a lot of TV, a lot of old TV, and uh, one of my dad's favorite shows. He used to recommend it or he used to make me watch it all the time. Was the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh yeah. And this. Oh. This is like yeah. also Green Acres was another one that he liked, but those those yeah. are two like fish out of fish out of water stories and and uh, a heartwarming, just very s- simple folk going into this uh, fish out of water scenario. And this is like this kind of feels like the same vein as that. Like it's a very folksy guy coming to a situation that he really shouldn't be in, yep. but he is there and he's making the best of it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's a good show. I like it so far. Yeah, yeah, good. That's good. 
Uh, and it's, it's a good counterbalance to Immigration Nation, which is decidedly... Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, it's the le- yin to the yang. Heavier, yeah. Immigration yeah. Nation, I will say, man, it is... Uh, you, you, you summed it up perfectly. But it, it is... It's, I just... I think it's must-see viewing because the Immigration's Custom Enforcement Agency, ICE, allowed this documentary crew to follow along with both raids, which is a word they don't like to use. You come to find out in the show. They don't, want it, they, they don't call them raids, <laughs> which is... Which is funny that they're fighting that battle. I think they, they've lost that one. But yep. um, but you actually get to see the officers, the people, the individuals that both work in the office and the people out doing the raids. Up close, in person, they're giving full permission to this documentary crew. So you really get to see, I don't want to say unfiltered, because of course it's edited. So you know there is going to be a viewpoint and a bias that, that is implicit in that form of storytelling. Okay, that's just going to be the case. It's kind of unavoidable. But it is in a lot of ways unadulterated. And unfiltered you're getting you're, you're speaking to them like one of the ice officers is a scene where he has a conversation with his superior on speakerphone and the superior says something that we probably shouldn't have heard and the guy ice officer says he knows that you're in here filming right and the documentary is like yeah and he goes well that was a really stupid thing for him to say and it's kind of like it's really jaw-dropping the difference and look you know there, this is a political issue uh there's obviously a difference, even though in the Obama era, they deported more individuals in the United States than any president before him, okay? So any person that, I mean, there was a lot of deportations in, in the eight years that Obama was president. That's just the reality, okay? But there is a big difference between his policies and the current president's policies. And it's interesting to watch ICE adapt to those new uh, policy changes and what, what, what methods they're doing. In addition to that, you're getting these stories of these families that are getting ripped apart, torn apart, and these people that are trying to get in the right way through asylum or actually applying for citizenship. And it's really eye-opening to see how the right way really isn't the, isn't a way at all to be to getting into this country because the right way won't actually get you in here. Now, that's, you know, the argument then is, is it okay to come in illegally? Well, then make that judgment for yourself. But watch the show. I, I think it's really incredible. And the stories of the people that are in there are really something. Um, there's a whole episode that's based on uh, veterans, people that had uh, weren't legal citizens that were able to serve in the military. Turns out we welcome, we we take them with open arms. Fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, military veterans who come home and then are deported. And there's a whole episode section on that. And I had no idea that was a thing. And apparently there are, there are thousands of veterans of our military who have been deported back into Mexico or other countries. And it is, like, shocking to me that we don't give those people just straight-up citizenship when they put their life on the line for this country. Like, it's really eye-opening. But it's, look, it's an education that's worth going through. Immigration Nation is definitely worth watching. And then your dessert can be Ted Lasso. (laughs) 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 Ted Lasso and Apple TV Plus. It's fun and it's Lasso. Ted Lasso is the biscuit, if you will. The biscuit, That's what they call them over there. The cookie, the biscuit. Uh, well, I think that's it in terms of new content. I'd asked you if you had watched the new Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Foxx movie called Project Power mm. on Netflix. And I think you and I didn't make it past the 15-minute mark. So, um, Well, you made it double as far as I oh, did. did. I? I only made it about seven minutes in. <laughs> oh, okay. So. Yeah, I think I was 17, actually. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you really me. stuck in there. I, yeah, I well, I loved, I loved JGL. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, we'll be back. Then. Who, who had a uh, who had a bigger fall from grace, uh, JGL or Roman Polanski? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm still waiting for JGL's Chinatown. It was that bike messenger uh, movie. <laughs> oh, they're going to say 500 Days of Summer, which you and I saw at the uh, Arclight hey, in Hollywood. I still like 500 I Days I love the good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good it movie. It really is. Uh, all right. Well, Aaron, I think that's it. We're at the hour mark-ish. Uh, we'll be back with 70s cinema. We'll pit up the 70s versus the 90s. We'll be back with Jack Nicholson, Okay. We're going to be back with uh, Project Power. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, Aaron. Thanks for joining me, man. Good stuff. We'll see you next Good week. Good to be back. <laughs> all right, we'll see you. Thank you Peace. for listening to the Brave Little Podcast. Hold on to your butts. 